guys, hey guys, hey, welcome to the Babbling Pastor Podcast. Um, <laughs> good, good move for the video watchers. Rob acting as if he's tapping his lens while not having to clean off his lens later when he's <laughs> tapping it. We're back for the uh, the the fourth and final uh, episode in this series. Uh, so the way the month has actually fallen, they're not specific months anymore. It's just how they roll. So it's easier this way. So in this, uh, last episode of this series, we'll be talking about implications for the church, uh, in regards to what we've been talking about. So the state of denominations, the reality that abuse is in, is in the church at large and that some of the churches, uh, and denominations specifically have allowed particular sins to set in while the church in general has really accepted a lot of sins for a long time now. Um, so the implications of the church going forward. So what do we, so if you've listened to the last three episodes, there could be a depression that has set in on you in regards to being like, man, what's the, what's the good news then? Like, like there's abuse in the church, there's yeah. division in denominations, churches are splitting, like, well, thanks for the bummer. I appreciate the downer. I'm now going to just be depressed forever. Like that could definitely be the tone that you have uh, by getting to this last episode. But I think the implication for the local church, a lot more hopeful than that, because regardless of maybe what happens higher up, what decisions maybe are said higher up or by associations or by denominations, the reality is uh, the local church is its own thing in its own area. Um, and, uh, it's going to operate in, in a way, sometimes in contradiction <laughs> to, to what's said above it, mm -hmm. because it feels that that's the right way to go. That's the better way to go. Um, uh, they may be right or they may be wrong. Cause I mean, again, churches can, can separate from denominations for the wrong reasons too, <laughs> as, as we briefly talked about, uh, off camera, not too long ago. So there, there's, there's things that can happen there. So how the implications for the local church, you know, they, they matter. Um, so just to kind of maybe lead off this discussion here, right? So let's say somebody has listened to the last three episodes and they're super dedicated listeners. I mean, they got, you know, cardboard cutouts of Michael and Rob in their house. Yeah. So for you two people, um, <laughs> What did you? Yeah, right. That's that's pretty creepy. First of all, yeah, um, don't do that. Secondly, you need. Uh, we should do a list of uh, of helpful podcasts that we listen to. <laughs> yeah, or just call the FBI. <clears throat> I mean, I don't. How did you get? <laughs> how did you get a full? A full body That's picture true. of me. That's true. But when yeah. when abuse happens, what did we say? Call the police. Call the authorities. Right? Yeah. Call yeah. The so. Authorities. I believe that's a, that's a very low level of abuse, but that's still weird. So mm. um, anyway, to, to, to lead off the discussion, implications for the church, like what is the hope of the local church, right? Like what, what, what as the local church can be done to sort of counteract or to bring hope to the pretty dark situations here when we're talking about sin being accepted, abuse may be running rampant, division being pretty clear. Because I think... On a real, on a real note, I mean, by the time this episode airs, we're going to be pretty far away from the Southern Baptist Convention in regards to split. But I think there are some, probably pastors from that denomination, clearly pastors from other denominations, that go back to their church and they go, "All right, well, what do I do here locally to give my people mm -hmm. hope? What do I do locally to preach the gospel to them, despite everything they see happening 
what do I do here and locally? And I think nothing better than an actual local church pastor to maybe lead us off on that discussion. You become a post-millennialist. I'm out. <laughs> That's all he had to say. That's it. Just, yeah, we'll go no. look that up. No, but, so, uh, no, but I do think, um, <laughs> I, I think the, the very first thing that you need to do is stay grounded in the scriptures, <laughs> right? Because, uh, one, that's where all of these other folks are going wrong, right? Um, in some fashion, whatever the motive, doesn't matter at the end of the day, right? Like, that's the basis. Um, uh, scripture is truth, and, and so we ground ourselves in that. And Scripture says, what? In Matthew chapter 16, Jesus said to them, Who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter replied, You're the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The gates of hell shall not be able to withstand the church, literally is what it says. So understand and believe, first of all, that that is true. Mm -hmm. Right. Like if we believe the scriptures to be true and if we believe Jesus not to be a liar, then I can believe that. Mm -hmm. And 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 I can look at all of the stuff going on around me and and instead of looking at it and feeling doom and gloom as a Christian, I can look at it and go, OK, we got work to do. Yeah. Right. And and because there's no overwhelming sense of of being a part of a losing situation. Um. And the, the Great Commission is what is at the very end of that uh, book, right? Matthew 28. And, and the, the, the commission that he um, gives there is, a, is meant to be a successful one, right? Like we're to be yeah. about the Great Commission as if the gates of hell will not be able to withstand the church. Yeah. Um, and so the, 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 it's, first of all, right, I, I was teasing sort of about the post-millennial thing. But but the, the church is is meant to even if your even if your eschatology says, hey, in 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 a true quoting MacArthur fashion, uh, we don't win down here. Even if that's your your position. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you've still been commissioned. We still yeah. have a job. Right. We still have things to do. So um, the the work isn't over being defeated is simply being unbiblical. Mm -hmm. So um, the, the, I think the first thing that we need to do um, is, is make sure that the lenses through which we're looking are still the scriptures um, at, at the whole situation. The, the minute that goes, then, then I can be influenced by all of the worldly things that have caused, frankly, all of these other folks to go astray. Um, and two, uh, the, the second thing is, is um, know where my lane is, I think. So as a local pastor, I have to understand that um, I don't have the same following and audience as other people. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and frankly, and, uh, my job is not other people. The task that God has given me specifically are the 140, however many people that are part of our church. The secondary task that God has given me is to influence, love, cherish, confront with sin and everything else. Our, our town that I live in, 
right? So we live in a, a world now that is so consumed and you have information that happens in Africa at the fingertips of your hand 10 minutes after it happens, right? It's easy to be um, consumed by the problems of everything that's going on 100,000 miles away, right? But um, when in reality, you can't do anything today about that, right? Yeah. There are moments when you can, you could have gone to the, if you're part of the SBC, you could certainly have made your way to Anaheim and voted, right? There are actions we can take to influence outside. But, but as a pastor in a local church, I have to remember that my job is not to influence culture in Baltimore. Um, as my job is the people that God has given me in front of me. That's it. Yeah. Um, and, and if that ends up influencing Baltimore, then praise God. But that's not my job. Yeah, no, I, I think that is a great point because oftentimes what you'll see, what what I see at least online, are are people, uh, some of them pastors, some of them not, that are are trying to influence um, particular churches or particular situations in which there's not really a reason for it to even happen. I mean, you're calling for somebody to step down. There should be already something within that church that is a mechanism for that to happen. And you're ignoring the things that are in your local church. Like yeah. I've had that, that direct conversation with somebody before. I'm like, I get that you're upset about this or that thing happening over here, but like the best way to influence that is to actually be biblically accurate in your own situation. Like, yeah, I, I get the annoyance, but just use that, that, that aggravation toward that situation and focus it in on making sure that your local congregation is doing the things it's supposed to do. You can't control over there. You're not supposed to control. like call, mm -hmm. call sin, sin, but, but do so in a way that makes sure that like, all right, so that happened over there. Terrible. Yes, that's wrong. If anybody asks, we can speak to that, but what do we have structurally built into my local church that is enabling um, maybe that's enabling that to happen here that we can correct now. Um, yeah, sure. and, and the most important part, right. Are you a part of your local church? There's people that I hear all the time that complain about things going on in the church that aren't even a part of a local church. They're just mad at all the little things happening at all these churches. Mm -hmm. And they've not even invested in a local church. And you're like, well, I hope you have fun screaming at everything, using all your energy toward that end, but it's not helping anything. Like you're not influencing yeah. anything. You're just screaming into the void. Yeah. And, and let me just, let me just be clear too, that if, if that's your position, even if you're not saying anything about anything, you're wrong mm -hmm. because scripture, there's no, there's no case to be made in scripture that you're not involved in a local church, yeah. um, planting roots and, um, influencing and being influenced by other Christians um, so that, that's not a, that's not a Christian perspective. That's not a Christian biblical thing. So yeah. especially if that's you and you have things to say about you know, the, the church at large or, uh, this church or that church did this or whatever, um, you need to just shut up because you don't have anything <laughs> valuable to say. I, I, one of the, the things I love about Rob is the bluntness. I like, it's just, the, just shut up guys. Just shut up. But yeah, I think that, um, that, that right there is the, is an incredibly important piece to that speaking to and being influential in 
in in your area and i i mentioned it on a podcast it was either last one or the one before where like i recently preached a sermon on on first corinthians 5 and church discipline and i did not i tried to make that as clear as possible when i was preaching it like i'm not preaching that now because i am aware of some situation that needs to be taken care of i'm preaching this now so that if something does happen because clearly it happens within the church then we have clear mechanisms in place mm -hmm. from scripture to do that and the hope would be that like the, the that the, the local church is being reminded of that is being edified in that that when things do occur because they will you 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 know what scripture says and how to deal with it because it's really easy uh to point fingers somewhere else i mean like so uh we mentioned driscoll in the last I forget which podcast it was, but the idea that like, oh, there's family members on his board. So no, they're not going to mm -hmm. call him out. Okay. Well, how's your local thing set up, right? Are there, is there, are there possible situations in which things wouldn't be dealt with because your best friends on the board or, or there's like, we've talked about influential families before in churches, which happens in every small church. Like, are there mechanisms in place to make sure that, yeah, oh, well, he's a terrible person. We, uh, you know, he can't. Okay, great. Yeah, I think we all in general agree on that. What about your local church? Like the implications locally for you to go back, right? And say, okay, we see all the division. We see all the problems. Local church, like ground level in this local gathering. Like what are we doing to make sure that that doesn't become us? And that's not known among us. And I think the hope there is, like you said, you just plant it in Jesus, plant it in the gospel, and then live that out uh, in a way that really says sometimes like, hey, guys, just throw away your phones. Just throw them away. <laughs> They're not. Social media is yeah. not helping you. It's not a benefit to what we're trying to do right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that <laughs> I, I think that. Um, one of the things that would help the local church is something that maybe I, I mentioned in passing a, a few minutes ago, but, um, but didn't talk about it at all. And this is something that we can talk about. You just mentioned it as well, that this, this idea that we have so much information and just at our fingertips, um, mm -hmm. all the time and all the time things are pouring in to you and influencing you, whether we know it or not. Um, and and it's it's so it's disheartening mm -hmm. to to watch people um, continuously be influenced by all sorts of stuff that's happening thousands of miles away. Not that we shouldn't keep up to date and know about it and whatever else, right? Because whatever that that's a good thing. It's good to be uh, informed. Um, but, but how I, I say this from the pulpit whenever scripture dictates and it, it comes up, uh, but, but, um, even, even something like how often, how often are you, um, so you look, every phone now has this fun little thing that you can use that times how much time. Yeah. Measures on. the time your phone or app or whatever. And it's like, how, how much time have you spent on everything else? And how much time have you spent in the word and prayer, um, doing family devotions? Are you doing them? 
do you care about it? Are you having conversations with your kids about? So like how much time are you spending being a Christian? And how much time do you spend reading about Christian things that are mm. happening in the world or news or drama or gossip or whatever? Um, and look, man, I mean, I, if one out, if, if, if the first outweighs the better, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. I mean, just flat out, there's no explanation for it other than our addiction to needing to know everything and be involved in everything. And, um, it's a, it's a, if there's a pandemic that's dangerous in, in the world, that's it, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> just this desperate need to be in the know of everything. And then you get depressed from things that are happening a thousand miles away. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah, it's not, it's not a good no, what thing. comes up. I mean, no, what totally comes up and I'm sure you have probably some teachers in your congregation too, but like, I think what happens is that people hear about like these school districts or these things that are happening and things yeah. are terrible and these absolutely terrible teachers and they're indoctrinating your kids. And then you get like super depressed about it. And then you don't even consider trying to encourage the teachers that are in your congregation or mm -hmm. trying to, you know, so a great example is what recent, well, at the, at the time of this recording, what recently happened like this whole drag queen story hour thing exploded. Like it was a huge news this yeah. whole last week. And it's really easy for Christians to get very enraged by that, very consumed by that, and then not even consider going to their school board and letting them know you're praying for them, going to your school board and just asking like what the policies are. Like it, it's really easy to not get involved, but complain a bunch. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, oh, yeah, so sure. you, you can get really enraged by, I mean, it goes back to the whole um, you know, uh, acting like one versus being a Christian and the fact that you can get really enraged by it and get really depressed by it and get really down about it, but then not even consider like, okay, well, what can I do then? What are the ways that I can get involved in my local school district to be a, the hands and feet of Jesus there now, instead of just, you know, saying, just, just throwing the whole thing away and saying it's all terrible. And I think, I mean, there's, there's great ways to do it. There's great ways to substitute. There's great ways just to be involved in the school board. There's great ways to just, uh, you know, attend school board meetings that are open to the public. Like there's lots mm -hmm. of things that one can do to, to be an influence in culture in your local area, instead of like watching things on the news or things on the internet and just being really down about it. And I think that is like what you said, the difference between being and doing the, the implications for the local church is it's going to be really easy for local congregations to hear about divisions uh, within denominations or to hear about, you know, abuse that's happening or hear about, you know, sins that have been accepted and just be like, gosh, like what, what in the world do I even do with this information rather than say, than taking that information and saying, okay, well, all right, where can I be influential in this then? What, what are my talents, my gifts, my abilities, my free time, maybe some of my money mm -hmm. that I can kind of invest, pour into, be a part of the, as corny as this is going to sound, the change that I want to actually see happen. Right. Sure. This idea sure. that like, uh, we have a whole era of, 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 of thought within the church. It's the whole era that really built the cathedrals because they're like, Hey, Christ is King. We need to do something that's going to be lasting here and now. So you, you don't have 
enormous cathedrals being built by people that are like, okay, I'm going to hide in this corner until Jesus comes back. You have cathedrals being built by people that say like being involved in cultural making like permanent things is an important thing about being a Christian. And so you have people going and doing those things that are still around now that said in my time, I'm doing this thing because I know Christ is uh, King and culture is an important thing to influence. So. Yeah. Um, I won't say anything else about it uh, after this, but, but most of those people and, and uh, that idea is influenced because of post-millennialism. Yeah. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there, there is this idea. I think, I think one of the, this is this is actually a place in which you can you can jump into that just a little bit, and I'm not, I'm not really going to get into the weeds there, but yeah. but your eschatology does actually matter, mm-hmm. right? And how how you view it, and and more importantly, how it plays out, right? For for you practically, um, I I said um, I, I don't remember what the sermon was about, but but essentially a, a month ago or so, um, it came up, and one of the phrases that I said was it's it's it doesn't matter what you believe about the end times there there's there's no place for the christian to hide in a corner and wait on a rapture mm-hmm. right that like that that is not okay it doesn't if you're waiting for the rapture wonderful um but but Do you're something. not supposed to wait <laughs> in a corner um yeah. you know praying that he'll just come and and that's it while you're in the fetal position in your living room right like that's it's going to be really okay. hard to disciple in the fetal position <laughs> that's true it would be more difficult you know kids here's your de- hide <laughs> we gotta add a little bit of rocking uh, to that yeah <laughs> but um but yeah i mean that's that's uh it's unfortunate that um we we've been influenced so much by some of that doctrine and and the way that it plays out in the minds of a lot of people are just that you you're obsessed with the the blood moons or whatever <laughs> thank and, you john hagee for the charts <laughs> yeah uh, you're obsessed with that to the point that you're not productive mm-hmm. for christ <laughs> you're not doing anything right yeah um when the whole idea look if you're if you're if your eschatology is super clear and you're not doing the great commission you're wrong like if, if, and, and so, um, we need to, we need to become a people that doesn't only think about all the news now, but, but a people who are thinking about our kids and mm-hmm. grandkids and our great grandkids and the legacy of the Christian, godly, God fearing, biblical sound legacy that we want to leave for them. Yeah. That they're going to build on that. Then they're going to build on one of the things that I really appreciated a statement that was made. Um, uh, I'm not even going to say who it was from cause it'll get flack, but, um, a statement who was, that was made, um, that what if, what if we're the early church? Mm-hmm. What, what if, because you know, you can, you can read the signs of the times or whatever, but like wars and rumors of wars have been around forever, right? Yeah. Earthquakes have happened forever. Uh, turmoil has happened forever. The COVID isn't as bad as the plagues of the past. Like th- these things have all been going on for a long time. What if, 
what if this is still what if what if 5000 years from now they're looking at our history and going man when that was happening in the early church mm-hmm. right that's how we must think that's how we have to plan as the church um and of course we say lord jesus come quickly um of course we we cannot wait for that moment when the um the end comes um but but we can't live in such a way that we're cowering down expecting it to happen tonight in yeah. in in that we're not we're not doing anything mm-hmm. we're 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 to plan and leave a legacy um that has been built on that we've received and that you, so i don't know i think that's, no, that's one great. Of the really big things that has been missed in the church um as in late late years but yeah well and i think seeing that now the corrective measure is like okay yeah we were kind of handed a don't worry jesus is coming back hiding a quarter till he does mentality and then we've seen really where that's gotten us which is the idea of a lot of uh a pullback from culture and the letting go because if jesus is coming back tomorrow who cares what culture does and then all of a sudden yeah. you see that oh <laughs> okay it might be a little bit longer but now culture's in the trash because you let it go and now you're fighting a war you're not even prepared to fight because you thought you'd be gone mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're not yeah. gone. So yeah, it's creating your own issues really. So I think that's a really, honestly, it's a great place to end this episode specifically. So for the local church, it's just this idea of like, Hey, stand firm on Christ. Scripture is your foundation. Live that out with the idea that your kids, your grandkids and your great grandkids are the ones that are inheriting what you're building now. And if you have that mindset even if Jesus comes back tomorrow, you at least had a good plan. You didn't bury mm-hmm. your talent in the sand. You invested it like you did yep. something with it. And with that mentality of saying like, there is hope in Christ, regardless of how dark it is, regardless of how much junk is going on. Like you said, it's happened a thousand times before. If you don't think that like, you know, uh, during all both world wars, if you don't think uh, during history, all the history of famine and drought there weren't people wondering like is this the time like everyone's had that moment so invest in the next knowing that you know who knows when he's coming back but you're invested in your the next generations in order to prepare and standing firm that's awesome and and if you're if you're reading the scriptures and being obedient to the scriptures you're going to do that anyway no matter Mm -hmm. what your eschatology is you're going to do that because mm. that's what we're taught to do. Deuteronomy 6 still applies, right? <laughs> like teaching your children. And so um, one of the things in the church that um, that has been a <clears throat> an, out, an unfortunate outcome um, of, of that same line of thinking is the, this whole movement that is just about getting converts. Mm. That is just about, you know, um, I, the amount of, of children in homes that, um, you know, we, we work on them until we get them to a point that they've accepted Christ. They've asked Jesus into their heart and then, um, and then, and then we just forget about it and move on to other converts. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And instead of building something here, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and we got to knock that junk off and just be biblical. 
Good deal. Well, hopefully you guys found that encouraging. I think it was quite encouraging despite all of the mess that is is obviously happening. There are there's hope in Christ and to build what is lasting. So hopefully you found this whole last series beneficial. If you did, make sure you like it. A comment. Only nice things, though. I can't take your mean ones. I just can't. I can, my emotional capacity. <sighs> can't yeah, take nobody it. cares. Yeah, nobody cares. Okay, so <laughs> we'll talk to you uh, when we get the. Well, we'll see you next week with the new series. We'll talk to you later. Bye bye. Later. <laughs>